Trevor Plouffe. Are you in New York right now? I am in New York. So I got an amazing travel story for you yesterday. Okay. I was recording my World Series preview episode with Miguel Rojas and Lucas Giolito. And I'm getting ready to fly out at about 4.15 Pacific time. But I noticed, obviously, all day it was just storming in L.A. Rare storm, right? And then I noticed that in New York, it's supposed to be really bad right around when my flight's supposed to get in. So I text my nephew, who is a, um, a pilot, and he's going to be a pilot for American Airlines in the near future. I was like, dude, what's going on with the weather up there? He's, got, he's privy to all the weather travel apps. So he's like, if I were you, I'd get on an earlier flight. So I'm trying to uh, text with our buddy Bill, who does all of our travel at John Boy. He got me on an earlier flight. I had to cut our World Series preview just a little short. I was like, guys, I got to run to the airport. Giolito's like, there's no way you're going to make a 215 flight. I zoomed down there. I ran through the airport. I got on my flight. And then we circled around Pennsylvania for an hour trying to wait for storms to pass. Good move, Rose, because my original flight that was scheduled to leave at 415 didn't leave until 9 o'clock Pacific time, didn't get in here until 5 a.m. Let's go. You're such a weather guy. Like I, I am. I can't believe you had to call somebody, but I guess you know your limitations on your weather skills. So that was good. What do you mean I had to? Like, I called my nephew who's privy to the flight pattern weather stuff. That's some, that's some big time shit. That's real deal. Look, you're talking to someone that doesn't even that rarely even checks his weather app. So I'm on a different level than you as far as yeah. the you're, you're here. I'm here. Okay. All right, let's get to it. Day one of the World Series. It is baseball today presented to you by dugout mugs. We have finally made it through 162 regular season games for 30 teams through a pair of wildcard uh, games through the divisional round through the LCS. And here we are. It's the Braves. It's the Astros. So my first question is this, out of the three main statistical categories, hitting, starting pitching, relief pitching, is there a team that has a huge, huge gap over the other in one of those three categories? I've been searching for it. You know, you, you think probably rotation with the Braves, um, but they didn't exact, exactly light it up in the NLCS. They had a few good starts. The Astros were the same way. Had really bad starting pitching at the beginning of the series, and they found it. So I would say Braves, you know, have that advantage, but it's not a huge one. Uh, the lineups, typically you'd say the Astros have the better lineup, but, you know, the Braves have been hot too. So I think this is about as evenly matched of a World Series as we're going to get. And it was very tough for me to pick out, like, um, one where – you know, the Astros had the huge advantage or the Braves had the huge advantage. So I'm going to say there's none. I, I don't see I don't see one of those three categories that one team just runs away with. it. I think we're going to get a very well-fought series. I think it's going to be close. I think there's going to be games where one may shine. But overall, they're, they're pretty damn close, Rosie. What do you got? Astros offense. Each team has played 10 games in the playoffs. The Astros have scored 67 runs. The Braves have scored 40. That's almost three runs per game difference. That is huge. That is a huge number. Now, I know Braves fans are going to say, hey, Rose, we don't have the DH. We have either a pitcher hitting or a pinch hitter or something like I get all that. I understand that, and that, that should factor in. But even if you cut that number in half and say the Astros are only averaging a run and a half per game more, roughly, that's still a pretty substantial margin. And – I know that the Braves have the ability to hang offensively with Houston, but I think that this team is going to mash. 
and you bring those left-handed relievers, if you don't have faith in Luke Jackson to get these tough right-handed hitters out, whether it's Altuve or Bregman or Correa or Gurriel, and you're going to have to throw these lefties who have been spectacular in the playoffs, and I get it. They did it to the Dodgers. They did it to the Brewers. This is a different animal we're talking about. I agree with you there. I think that the the Braves have had to face better pitching throughout the playoffs, though, so that mm-hmm. could account for some of that. What they I went, think that's fair. They went to the Brewers and the Dodgers, right? Mm-hmm. That's tough. Very tough. So I, I think that I think they I agree with you about the left-handers going up against Correa and Altuve and Bregman, but they also had the lefties for Jordan and Tucker and Brantley. Like so, they're. Mm-hmm. They have to get him in at the right spot. Luke Jackson is a big wild card in this series for sure. Um, but overall, man, I just think that this is a very evenly matched one series. It is. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that it's, um, you know, I don't think the Astros are winning this thing for I don't even know if they're winning. I'll give you a prediction in a minute. I'm just saying I think it's a really good series. I think it ends up back in Houston for game six and or seven. You that's know- what I'm rooting for. But I think if there's an edge somewhere, I think that's it. Yeah, you know, and it's what's interesting is, you know, I think the Braves getting a DH is going to help their lineup a ton, like because mm-hmm. now they have to choose between, you know, Soler and, and Rosario, basically. So that's going to help them. Um, and then we'll see what the – on the well, Hold on. Let, let, let's stop your roll. Eddie Rosario is playing every game, regardless of whether it's in Atlanta or Houston. To start, things – Yes, to start. If, if the series had started in Atlanta – and because they were going against the lefty and Framber Valdez, Eddie Rosario is not rolling, sitting on the pine today. I agree. I agree. And one thing that I want to mention is that both these teams, if you look, have played well defensively. That wasn't the case for the Braves at the beginning of the year. And I saw an article that said they started um, shifting at like a crazy rate in March. And that's when their defense became, you know, good again. Like the Astros can turn – ground balls into outs, but so can the Braves. So this is going to be, you know, a great defensive series as well, which is really cool. Yeah, I think everybody but Altuve had a good defensive series. Yeah, he, he was a little rickety. What's up with that? I don't know. Remember last year he had the throwing issues. Now it's the glove work. It's I don't know. You tell me. Is it a positioning thing? Is it not moving his feet? What is it? I honestly don't know because he's a, he's, he's a good defender usually. He is a good defender. Maybe. Yeah. Just a little, a little bit in the back of his mind from last year. It could have been just like an abnormal thing, and now he starts to think about it. But does it? It does not affect his offense, which is great. No, no uh, nothing affects that guy's offense. Go ahead, throw your jokes in the chat. I see you. Uh, game one, Charlie Morton going against his old team against Framber Valdez, who was spectacular in that game five wizardry against the Boston Red Sox. For which team is it more important to get at least five innings out of their starter tonight? I think both teams again, but I'll side with the Braves here because that's typically – I know their bullpen was good in the CS, but I think that's more their plan is they actually have three starters that they're really relying on to give them length. So I think it's more important for them. The Astros found a way to deal with it during their CS, you know, with those really bad starts that they had at the beginning of that series. Mm-hmm. I have a few guys that can go long for them. I guess you know, the Braves do too. Chavez has gone long for them. Uh, but I think the Braves' plan overall for the series is more reliance on, you know, those three starters to actually give them some length to keep those guys at the back end of the bullpen fresh. I think the Astros probably have a, a little, a few more guys they can rely on heavily than the Braves do. So 
I still think it's Framber Valdez. I think he needs to do – he doesn't need to go eight innings like he did against the Red Sox, but he definitely needs to give them five. Their pitching is still very much – starting pitching is still very much a question for me, um, and certainly compared to the Braves it is. You know, Garcia was wicked in his game six start, but that was his far and away his best performance of the playoffs. He was doo-doo in those other two starts that he had in the divisional round in the LCS. Urquidy got knocked around in his lone playoff start. Remember, he had, he got skipped over in the divisional round because they had the rain out and McCullers pitched game four. So he's only pitched like once in the last three weeks at all. Then <clears throat> Zach Greinke got all the four out. So you're going to go Greinke, you're going to go Odorizzi. Those are guys that right now have some question marks around them when we get back to Atlanta. Uh, so I think there's still a lot of mixing and matching that Dusty's got to do. The one reliable guy, for the most part all season, has been this guy going tonight. Yeah. I, I like Framber's chances, and I think both these guys too. end up coming out strong. Yeah, absolutely. All right, quick reminder, this is all presented to you by Dugout Mugs. And believe it or not, our friends at Dugout Mugs have some brand-new products. Put that one down and see where you're going. It's one you don't even have. But it is the metal Dugout Mug. It is the inked Dugout Mug. And you know what? They're both available at dugoutmugs.com. So the metal dugout mugs are 35% off when you use the code word JOMBOY at dugoutmugs.com. The ink dugout mugs is 43% off. That's for the first 100 people that go buy one. You don't need a discount. It's already discounted in there when you type in dugoutmugs.com and use that code word JOMBOY. So they're both available. Once again, 35% off the metal one. 43% off of the inked one. That is a big time saving. Do your holiday shopping now. Get ahead of everything because of the shipping issues. Somebody in your world will love you because they say, I've got a new metal dugout mug. I've got a new inked dugout mug. And it's all courtesy of our friends at dugoutmugs.com. Yes. Woo. I like didn't even know what you're talking about. I went on the website. Those metal bats are incredible. They have a lid to them. I know. I know. What, whatever else you're saying, the ink bat, what's that? Yeah, it's the inked dugout mug. They're, they're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Way to sell it. Way to sell it, brother. Let's get back to the World Series tonight. Which LCS MVP, Eddie Rosario or Jordan Alvarez, is more likely to be in the mix for the World Series MVP based on his performance? Well, 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 you guys know I love Rosie. He's my guy. Oh, thank you. Thing. I'm oh, not you. The other fresh fever, Rosie, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's funny. Who came up with that one? What the cat scratch? That's funny. That's a Jake thing. Jordan's the better hitter. Okay, look, I, ready. Eddie's been hot. He loves the big moment. He's always been ready for the big, big moment. Maybe he stays hot. Maybe the Braves go on and they ride Rosario to a World Series championship. But if I'm a betting man, I'm going to put my chips on the guy who just is an overall better hitter. Uh, Jordan Alvarez is just a different animal. I have him as a top five hitter in the game. I've said that a bunch on this show. So, you know, if we're looking for someone that's reliable, going to give you really good at bats – all throughout, doesn't matter who's pitching, lefty, righty, doesn't doesn't matter. Jordan's the guy. So I think he has the better chance. Obviously, the Astros had to win the World Series for that to happen. But as far as just matching those two up, I mean, look, I love what Eddie's done, but Jordan is just a guy guy, like a guy guy guy. So if you're looking strictly at numbers and history against the opponent, 
there is basically no history for Jordan Alvarez against anybody on the Braves staff. He's got five total at-bats against anybody he might face in this series. As far as Eddie Rosario, lifelong American leaguer until, you know, the beginning of August when he got dealt over to the Atlanta Braves. So he's got plenty of, uh, of juice here. 32 at-bats collectively against the guys he's going to be facing. Right around a 200 average, right around a 700 OPS. Now, they probably haven't faced this Eddie Rosario that's been this smoking hot. I do always wonder how a few days off affects guys. You know, I mean, we're talking about half a week break from seeing live pitching and having that adrenaline and all that sort of stuff. Does that factor into play at all? Honestly, like, you're, we're going to see it right away. Like, when he, if he comes up his first few at-bats, we'll see how he looks, how he's taking pitches is big. But you're right, those three off days do, uh, you know, they, they help your body. They make you – they make sure that you can go and you're strong again, like you get all the strength back and you're mm -hmm. rest. But, yeah, the timing's a little bit different. You know, the way you're seeing the ball is going to be a little bit different. Um, he, they're used to the adrenaline by now, so I don't think that's going to change much. I mean – those at those CS series are huge. So the World Series is going to be just the same for those guys. I don't worry about that for Eddie, especially. Um, but yeah, it does does play a factor those three days. Yeah, I um, I'm with you with Jordan. The one question mark I've got is when we get to Atlanta. And because I was traveling yesterday, I didn't see if Dusty had a chance to talk about his plans yet defensively when they lose the DH. I would imagine that if they do play the full three games in Atlanta that Jordan probably starts at least twice, if not all three games. Remember, they did move him to the outfield in Washington, even though he hadn't played there. But here they've got a viable option in Michael Brantley. And once again, all everybody that's saying, well, it's easy. We'll put Jordan in left and Kyle Tucker in center and Michael Brantley in right. I talked about that on my podcast with Miguel Rojas and, and Lucas Giolito, and one of them almost threw up at the proposition of it. Why? Like, what, huh? Why were they? Why? Because you're moving three guys essentially out of position. You're putting Alvarez in the field when he never plays for the most part. You're putting Tucker in center where he doesn't play. And you're putting Michael Brantley in right. I can't, I, I can't even remember the last time Michael Brantley played in right field. It was as a young guy in Cleveland. Yeah. But he can't really run much anymore. So you're having him face that big wall out there where you're going to get funny hops. Like, this is not fantasy baseball. Defense counts too. Every ninety feet is important. So I agree with you, and I, I have not played at the new Braves, mm -hmm. stadium, but it definitely looks like a decent sized outfield. Like you got, you well, want guys to go get it. So having Brantley and Jordan and the Alvarez probably isn't going to work. I doubt Dusty does that. He probably just takes Brantley out and has him as a pinch hitter because I think mm -hmm. he went pinch hitting. You know, you're going to give up his at bat. You're going to give up a couple of bats, but you're going to get better center field defense. McCormick who I think should be their guy. He's okay now. He's been an outstanding defense. Great. So you need him out there. Uh, but, man, taking Brantley's bat out of the lineup does kind of – Yeah, great. it does. But you know what? I mean, American League teams have been dealing with this for 50 years now. Yeah. So, you know, they build their roster one way for the regular season and, and the first few rounds of the playoffs, and they get to the World Series to fight for it all, and they've got to make a, a monumental decision, right? Think about 2013 – when the Red Sox put Poppy at first base and they had to take Mike Napoli out of the lineup. Same sort of thing. You know what they're going to have to do? I bet I bet you they probably do start both of those guys and then have McCormick later for defense. That only if they're up. Only, I mean, only if they're up. You can't take one of those bats out of the lineup. That's yeah. why it's it might be worth it to start Brantley on the bench. How many times have we seen a huge 
pinch hitting opportunity, particularly for the Dodgers in that series lost to Atlanta. They were standing up Steven Souza when you could stand up a guy like Michael Brantley now in this round. Makes a yeah. difference. I don't think the Astros have the, t the type of bench either for that. So they do need someone that can come give them a good at bat. And Brantley will, would be that guy. Totally. Totally. All right. Uh, let's step away from the World Series for just a second. Congratulations to uh, Ali Marmol. He is the new manager of the St. Louis Cardinals at the ripe old age of 35, which is younger than Adam Wainwright, which is younger than Yadier Molina. Is age a big deal or no? Uh, no, because you know they talked to both of those guys before making this decision. I guarantee, mm -hmm. and I'm sure they got their blessing. Um, I talked to my buddy Jack Flaherty. I don't know if you ever heard of him. I asked him okay. about uh, Ollie. I'm going to call him Ollie. My, I would Ollie. Give my best friend's name, Ollie. I'll call him Oliver. How about that? I don't want to disrespect the guy. And Jack said it's great. He loves them. So um, when you have, you know, your players behind you, I think that's all that really matters. Uh, age definitely, I don't think, factors into it at all. It's just all about the respect. So some guys mm -hmm. have respect older and veterans and some guys have respect because they've earned it. It seems to me like Oliver's earned it. So uh, two things here. Um, I do worry a little bit about the Luis Rojas factor. This was a guy who was in the Mets organization the entire time before he got promoted to the role of manager. He's a very young guy. I think he was maybe 40 or 41 when he got hired, but had managed a lot of the Mets players in the minor leagues, had their respect. They all liked him were the reports and then it just didn't work out for whatever reason. And I'm not saying this was all on Rojas. It, just, it definitely wasn't. So, you you know, that's the recency bias in a similar sort of role. Guy who was a lifelonger in an organization, knew a lot of the players because, you know, Marmol had been on the bench. He had been Mike Shields' right-hand man the last three years. So they're familiar with him. They're just not familiar with him necessarily in this role. So we'll see. But on the other side of this, the age thing doesn't bother me at all. I look at what the Rams did with Sean McVay a couple of years ago when they hired him at 31 years old. And everybody's like, I mean, he was younger than a few of his players. And that's football, which is a totally different world. And all he's done is take the world, on, you know, by storm in the NFL. He's already gotten the Rams to the Super Bowl. He's gotten to the playoffs multiple times. So the age thing, I don't care about that. I want young, smart people in that role. Yeah, and it's how you walk around, how you carry yourself. If you go around demanding respect and you go and you earn the respect too by showing up every day, by making sure that your team is prepared to play every day, that's all the guys care about. Age means absolutely nothing. In fact, you know, look, I know we've had some, you know, some guys come back like uh, Tony La Russa and a Dusty Baker and these guys are older and they look good and, and they look, you know, like they're uh, energetic, but like uh, 162 is tough. So like, I, I actually kind of prefer a little bit younger just because the drive is still there. Right. I understand. All right. Last thing here. Let's get back to the World Series. I'm sure you saw it all over John Boy Media. Um Blooper and Adam Duvall's son apparently have a very special relationship. There is just some incredibly adorable, yeah, I'm using that dad word, adorable video of Blooper and Duvall's son. I think his name is Stone. Yeah. Isn't that his name? Yeah. Hanging out, having fun. The kid goes nuts every time he sees Blooper. Would you be okay having Blooper babysit your child in costume if they had that type of relationship? 
Oh, man. I don't think so, dude. Like, I think uh, mascots kind of freak me out a little bit. And so if they freak me out, they definitely probably freak my kids out. Like, it takes a while to get warmed up to them, I think. So I've also met a few of the mascots out of costume. Mm -hmm. Love them. For me, don't love them as a babysitter. So it takes well, Once again, I'm saying, I'm not saying that, 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 you're, that, let's say, Teddy, when he was really young, had an affection for uh, what's the, what's the twins mascot again? PC Bear. Yeah, let's say and loved it, loved the bear, ran over to him every time. So you've already broken down that wall. There's no hey, they, here we go. Here's TC Bear. It's like oh my god, there's TC Bear. I'm gonna go run up and hug him and hang out with him. You wouldn't invite if you and Olivia wanted to go out for dinner. You wouldn't be okay with TC Bear in uniform walking through the door. No, <laughs> I wouldn't be okay with that. Sorry, dude. Okay. Interesting. I'd I'd go full war. Why not? I mean, how great would it be if kid rolls through your uh, little gated community with blooper hand in hand? Well, that's fun. That's fun. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine blooper like trying to give your kids a bath or something? Like, I'm not into it. He's well, got the fur, get, the fur would get a little wet. Yeah, that's you would take care of bath time ahead of time. That's. I I'd also let a, 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 a man babysit my kids, unless it's like part of my family, I guess. Hmm. Sexist. Well, we'll have to have this discussion offline. I think you're getting into dangerous territory. <laughs> All right, uh, let's do it. Here we go. The winner of the 2021 World Series between the Braves and the Astros will be Are you asking me? Yes. Oh, Braves and Six. Let's fucking go. <laughs> what do you got? You already know my pick. I know. I just wanted to make sure, since you got a huge write-up in The Athletic about how smart you are, unbelievable. It's, uh, I'm proud of you. I'm going to get that thing framed and autographed by everybody. It's just going to be wonderful. My first article. <laughs> uh, I wish I was home for just the next 30 seconds so I could put on the correct lid I only brought two hats with me. Neither one of them were Astros or Braves. With that being said, I want to congratulate the 2021 World Series champion, the Astros. That's right. The Houston Astros are going to be celebrating back in Houston because they're going to do this in seven games. We're going the full distance, and I think it's going to be a ton of fun for fans. Seven games. They win it in Houston. Correa rides off into the sunset. He's playing for who's he going to play for? Hey, oh, I'll tell you in the in the in the off season when we talk about that. But I think he's going to be the World Series MVP. On top of it, I think Carlos Correa is the World Series MVP. I think he's going to get a a watch sponsorship out of this thing. I think. Uh, no, listen, hey Spencer, Spencer in the in the chat says Chris wants the cheaters. No, you know I wanted the Cleveland team to win this year. That's who I wanted. I'm telling you who I think will win. I ain't I don't care if I'm right or wrong. So, bro, get off me. All right? And personally, I've moved past it a little bit. I have. Well, how many guys have come out and said they weren't the only team doing it? I mean. Hey, Chris Bassett said it on the Chris Rose rotation. So, I, I mean, I've been told that as well in private many times. People were shady back then, and I wasn't. I just want everyone to know that. Clean you, should have been, you should have been shadier. 
would have toughened you up. Yeah. Um, all right. So listen, what do you have coming up on John Boy Media? Going to talk with the boys right now. We're going to do the World Series preview, talking baseball. I have a sequence episode coming out uh, today. I went over that ending by Matt Sick. You know, Luke Jackson gave him the nickname Tyler Nutsack. And anybody that, like, gets that nickname, I just have to do a video on. So <laughs> that's it. Pretty good. What do you got? That's pretty good. Well, uh, the World Series preview episode of the Rose Rotation with uh, special co-hosts Miguel Rojas and Lucas Giolito is out for your public consumption. Really, really interesting stuff. Good stuff from both of them. Miggy, of course, in the uh, division with the Atlanta Braves. Lucas Giolito and the White Sox were just uh, taken care of in four games by the Astros. What he learned about that lineup was really, really interesting. Um, we, we went, we zigged, we zagged all over. We talked about specific matchups, hitter keys, uh, pitching keys, what it's like for Rojas to face certain guys in the Braves um, rotation and bullpen. So it's just, it's a lot of good stuff. And I'm in New York. I will be part of the watch party tonight for John Boy Media. I'll be there with Jimmy and Jake. Uh, I believe I'm recording an episode of Talking Yanks with them as well today. So super excited to get to headquarters to go check out the place. I cannot wait. I'm going to hop in an Uber and probably take me two hours to get to the Bronx today because of the weather, but that's perfectly fine. I'm ready to go. I love it. I talked to Lucas yesterday. He just texted me about, you know, the World Series. I asked him if he gave Max any advice. He said he did. And, um, yeah, man, I'm excited to see uh, what else they had to say on your show. Yeah, it's good. It's really, really a fun time. So right, man. I got to hop in the shower. I got to try and get something to eat before I get my Uber. All right. Love you guys. You too. So we're back at this again, 11 a.m. Eastern Wednesday, 8 a.m. Pacific. We'll break down game one. We'll preview game two. Everybody enjoy the World Series. That's what's most important. Let's not focus on all the stuff that's happened in the past. Let's absorb the baseball for what it is. Okay. Let's just take it for what we love. That's all. Enjoy it. Let's go. Root for and against whomever you want. I don't care about that stuff. That's cool. But enjoy the baseball. Love you, buddy. You too, brother. See ya. Peace.